Hi, I'm Justin Hopkins. And I'm Richard Reinhardt. And we want to thank you for taking the time to join us for this time of study as we look to see what the Spirit has to say about Himself in the Scriptures. continuing to look at how the Spirit worked to reveal God's Word through the Apostles. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, and here again, paying attention to pronouns, chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother. So this is Paul, an apostle, and Timothy, our brother, who's speaking. Who are we writing to? To the church of God, which is at Corinth, which, with all the saints which are in all Achaia. Uh, so he's writing to the Christians at Corinth and the Christians in all of Achaia, all of that part of Greece. And this is Paul and Timothy. So paying attention to those pronouns, we'll jump in. At verse 21. Now, he which establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us is God, who has also sealed us and given the earnest of the Spirit in our hearts. Moreover, I call God for record upon my soul that to spare you I came not as yet unto Corinth. Not that for we have dominion over your faith, but are helpers of your joy, for by faith y'all stand. Okay, now, verses uh, 21 and 22. These are... Uh, the key verses here for our study. Notice those pronouns here. Um, he which is establishes us with you in Christ. So us, Paul and Timothy, are established with you, saints at Corinth, in Christ. We're all in the same faith, and he has anointed us. Who's been anointed here? Well, that's Paul and Timothy. Um, verse 22, who also has sealed us us and given the earnest of the spirit in our hearts uh by the way verse 22 the word spirit in the king james is capitalized the definite article does occur in the original so he has given us the earnest of the spirit the king james translators capitalize this to indicate that this is the earnest of the holy spirit the third person of the godhead Spirit is capitalized. Okay. So here we have this uh, this anointing and this seal and this earnest of the Spirit. And these things are all given unto us. Who's us? Paul and Timothy. Paul and Timothy. Uh, and, and there's a difference between us and you, us apostles, and you, saints at Corinth. Uh, now, uh, concerning what the seal and the earnest uh, and the anointing of the Spirit are, we'll leave that alone for another episode. Uh, we're going to deal with that more directly. But notice here, this is given to the apostles. Uh, and then... 
you can drop down to chapter 3 of this book, really the entire chapter. Um, and, and here again, you know, Paul's saying, do we begin to commend ourselves or do we need, as some others, epistles of recommendation to you or letters, letters of recommendation from you? Uh, so again, this us and you is still at play. Verse 3, uh, for as much as y'all are manifestly declared to be the epistles of Christ ministered by us, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not in tables of stone, but in fleshly tables of the heart. By the way, verse 3, in the original Greek, it reads simply, but with spirit of living God. Is this the spirit of the living God or a spirit of a living God, or a spirit of the living God, or the spirit of a living God, right? I mean, you've got two things at play here. Uh, the King James translators capitalize the word spirit, uh, saying that, that this epistle is not written with ink, it's written with the spirit of the living God, uh, indicating this is the, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. Now, let's move on from this uh, before we draw conclusions. Uh, verse 6 uh, speaking of God, who also has made us able ministers of the New Testament, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter killeth, but the Spirit giveth life. Uh, now, kind of interesting here, in verse 6, the word Spirit is not capitalized in the King James. What about the New King James? New King James has it capitalized. Kind of interesting. Now, in the original Greek, the word the uh, does not occur before the word letter or the first occurrence of spirit. It says, not of letter, but of spirit, for the letter killeth, but the spirit giveth life. Um, and then going on down, he talks about uh, the veil that was on Moses' face. Uh, verse uh, 17, now the Lord is... Uh, that spirit, uh, that spirit, uh, which, uh, let's see, where is it? Um, verse 14, but their minds were blinded to this day, the same veil untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. But even unto this day, when Moses has read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. That it there, when it shall turn to the Lord, the uh, ante the antecedent is that the word the 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 thing that comes before it <laughs> is heart. <laughs> Uh, when it, that is, when their heart turns to the Lord, that veil shall be taken away. That is, when they have a mind um, to openly consider the truth, the veil uh, that's keeping them following the law of Moses will be taken away. Now, the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with open face, beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord, are changed in the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Now, in verse 18, uh, it simply says in the original Greek, even as by spirit of the Lord. The word the does not occur before spirit. The King James translators here have capitalized. Um, uh, it's kind of interesting. Uh, they capitalized the word spirit both times in verse 17 and also again in verse 18. What do you have in the New King James, verses 17 and 18? I've got spirit capitalized in verse 17 and verse 18. 
and Lord is capitalized in verse 17 and uh, verse 18. Yeah, so so here they're, they're indicating uh, the, the, the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. Uh, so the Lord, he says, is that spirit. Um, now, Christ the Lord is not the Holy Spirit, right? <laughs> I mean, those are two distinct persons here. Um, but, but there it is. Uh, so the Lord is that Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Uh, so here's the idea that, that when our hearts uh, have a mind to turn to the Lord, uh, when we have that Spirit of following the Lord, doing what He says, where we have that Spirit, there is liberty. Now, verse 18, uh, and this verse is really pretty cool. I actually just uh, preached through this passage on Sunday morning. Uh, so you should be able to find that sermon on uh, Itasca's uh, Facebook page or website, incidentally. Um, so I thought the, um, the... What translation was that that I saw that did that well? Was it the New King James? No. Uh, yeah, kind of interesting. So this is the uh, revised version, uh, not generally one I'd recommend. But verse 18, it says, But we all with unveiled face reflecting as a mirror the glory of the Lord are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, even as from the Lord, the Spirit. Uh, and so here's kind of the idea that, right, verse verse 16, when our hearts are turned to the Lord, uh, the veil that keeps us from seeing the truth is done away. And, you know, the, the Lord gives us that, that, that's, that attitude, that spirit of wanting to follow truth. And where we have that spirit, where, where our spirit is in line with his, we have liberty, we have freedom, and we can reflect the glory of God. Just like as if Jesus was looking in a mirror, he sees himself in us as our hearts motivate us uh, to be like him, to be changed. That is metamorphosized like a caterpillar into a butterfly into the same image that he bears out of his glory leading into our glory. And, and it's having that Spirit of the Lord that, that does that. Uh, so there in verses 17 and 18, um, what we have here is having, having the mind of, of Christ, having the mind to submit to Christ. What do you see there, brother? I, I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, if we don't have the right attitude, then, then we're not going to be prepared to accept what what the word says and what the spirit guided the apostles to pen. Yeah. Now going back up uh, and picking up verses three and six, we kind of skipped over those and I bet you were wondering if we we're going to come back. Here we are. Um, so here he talks about um, this epistle that the brethren at Corinth are his epistle written with the spirit of the living God written not in tables of stone, but in tables of the heart. 
and that it's not about us. We're not the ones who are sufficient. It's God who enables us to, to, to teach you those things. That kind of takes us all the way back to what we were looking at in chapter 1. And um, so here he says, uh, verse, verse 6, that we are ministers of the New Testament. And then in verse uh, 7, He's contrasting the ministry of death uh, with the ministry of life. Uh, sorry, so verse 7, you have the ministry of death written and graven in stones, which was glorious, uh, which was to be done away. And then verse 8, you have the ministry of the Spirit uh, that's more glorious. You have the ministry, verse 9, of condemnation and the ministry of righteousness. Uh, verse 10, the glory of Moses, which was nothing compared to the glory that excels. Um, and so you have this ministry of righteousness, this ministry of the Spirit. This is the ministry, Paul says, verse 6 of the New Testament. If you drop down to verse 1 of chapter 4, seeing then that we have this ministry. So this ministry of the Spirit uh, that's written in the heart, this is the ministry of the Gospel, the ministry of the New Testament, the ministry of the apostles teaching these truths. And how effective that is, verses 16 through 18, depends on the attitude with which we receive the ministry of the Spirit found, verse 6, in the New Testament. Have any thoughts there? Nothing to add. All right. Uh, so that was a, a pretty difficult uh, passage. We've got just a couple more, so we'll go ahead and and knock these out, and then we'll be done with this section. First uh, Peter chapter one, beginning in verse nine. First uh, Peter chapter one, uh, verses nine through twelve. Um, and here, uh, you know, Peter's talking about uh, the. Uh, living hope that we have, this un incorruptible, undefiled inheritance that we have, uh, and that, yeah, we're going through heaviness, we're going through trials, we're going through temptations, but it'll be worth it, more precious than gold that's been purified uh, by fire. And verse 9, he begins talking about the end results. Brother, did you read verses 9 through 12 for me there? Yeah, chapter 1, right? Yes, sir. Receiving the end of your faith, the salvation of your souls, of this salvation, the prophets have inquired and searched carefully, who prophesied of the grace that would come to you, searching what or what manner of time the Spirit of Christ, who was in them, was indicating when he testified beforehand the sufferings of Christ and the glories that would follow, to them it was revealed that not to themselves, but to us, they were ministering the things which now have been reported to you through those who have preached the gospel to you by the Holy Spirit sent from heaven, things which angels desire to look into. Okay, so a couple of interesting things here. Verse 11 uh, you have the Spirit of Christ, capital S, Spirit of Christ, uh, which was in the prophets signifying, talking about uh, the sufferings of Christ that were coming. Um, 
And then verse 12, uh, these things reported by those who preached the gospel. Uh, that would be the apostles. This would be Peter, right? With the Holy Ghost sent down from heaven. The King James translation says, capital H, capital G, Holy Ghost. Uh, by the way, the word the does not occur there. It simply says, with Holy Spirit sent down from heaven. Was this a Holy Spirit or or the Holy Spirit? Well, certainly this would be the Holy Spirit that is revealing these things. The Holy Spirit that sent down from heaven, uh, who, verse 11, it's also the Spirit of Christ in the prophets. Uh, and so we have the apostles and those preaching the gospel, the message that they're preaching, uh, they've received from the Holy Spirit. And this was the thing that as the prophets were revealing, they didn't have all the pieces of the puzzle. Uh, not even the angels in heaven knew all these things. Uh, but now it's been clearly revealed in the scriptures, in the gospel specifically, verse 12, through the Holy Spirit. And we can benefit from it today. That is truly amazing. We have things that the prophets of the Old Testament, the angels of heaven, didn't have the benefit of. Uh, thanks to the written word of God contained in the gospel. All right, Revelation chapter 1 and verse 10. Um, here, of course, uh, we have the uh, Apocrypha, that is the revelation of, G of John. Uh, given on the island of Patmos. He says, I was in the Spirit on the Lord's day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet. Uh, the King James translation here capitalizes the word spirit. Uh, the New King James does the same. The word the does not occur in the original. It simply says, I was in spirit on the Lord's day. So was, in he, the, was he in the Spirit or was he in a spirit? Well... What other spirit would this be when he turns around and hears this voice and sees uh, this Christophany of Christ in all of his glory and all the symbolism and the imagery uh, that's there? So here you have the Holy Spirit, uh, which is revealing the book of Revelation to John. And he's doing it on the Lord's Day. What do you see there, brother? It, it seems pretty pretty much as a given that, that we're talking about the Holy Spirit here, especially with what we have following that verse. Yeah, and so then again, chapter 4 and verse 2, we have this phrase kind of repeated. Verse 1, uh, after this I looked and behold, a door was opened in heaven. The first verse which I heard was as it were of a trumpet talking with me, which said, Come up hither and I will show thee things which must be hereafter. And immediately I... I was in the spirit and behold, a throne was set in heaven and one sat on the throne. Now, what's interesting here, just like in chapter one, the word the does not occur in the original. It simply says, and immediately I was in spirit. Now, interestingly enough, the King James translators do not capitalize the word spirit here. What do they do in the new King James? Capitalize. Yeah. So here it, John says, I immediately I was in spirit. Is this the spirit or a spirit? Uh, well, the King James translators seem to think that this is a spirit, that John was in a spiritual mindset, I guess. Um, the New King James translators disagree with them, say, no, this is the Holy Spirit that showed John this picture of the throne room of God. I think I would agree with the New King James translators here. Yeah, because you still see things that are being revealed to John, right? Yeah, yeah, and and really cool things. I mean, a glimpse 
into the throne room of God. Things that we can't see today, we just read about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so here again, you have the Holy Spirit revealing these things to John. And then we see this phrase, one other place, chapter 17 and verse 3. And here we have one of the angels that had one of the seven vials that's talking to John. Uh, and it says, verse 3, So he carried me away in the spirit into the wilderness, and I saw a woman sit upon a scarlet-colored beast full of names of blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns, really weird-looking critter, and a woman riding on his back. We're not getting into all that today. We don't have that time. But looky here. Uh, he carried me away in the spirit. The word the does not occur in the original text. simply says he carried me away in spirit. Again, the King James translators do not capitalize the word spirit here. What are the New King New James? New King James capitalizes it. Okay, so uh, the King James translators then seem to be thinking that this angel is carrying away maybe John's spirit into the wilderness, carrying me away in spirit. Uh, the New King James translators are saying, no, this is the power of the Holy Spirit that the angel's using to carry John away in the wilderness to see this vision. Uh, is this John's spirit? Is this the Holy Spirit? How is this spirit related to this carrying away? The King James translators, the New King James translators seem to disagree. What do you think, brother? You know, I, I, I seem to think that we're still talking about the Holy Spirit here through, through this. I would, I would agree with that. This is the Holy Spirit revealing these things to John um, and showing him these things. Uh, now, whether John was physically transported into the wilderness from the island of Patmos, we don't know. We don't need to know. But the Holy Spirit, uh, or some spirit, this angel, and, and, and the spirit carried him away in the wilderness. So maybe he was having an out-of-body experience. If you want to understand this as the King James translators do, that this is John's spirit being carried away by the angel, having some sort of like an out-of-body experience. Certainly, it was a spiritual experience. It, it seems that it's it's all part of that process of, of this being, of the book of Revelation being revealed to John so he could pen it down and we would have it today. Yeah, but in any case, so here we have the Holy Spirit revealing these things to John the Apostle, as, as Richard said, for us. And that kind of concludes looking at all the different scriptures where we see the Holy Spirit being involved in revealing God's Word through the apostles. So, Lord willing, next episode, uh, we will take a look at the Spirit revealing God's Word in scriptures. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and until next time, uh, stay in the book.